to the first episode of Pop Culture Addicts. My name is Monica Mendoza, Editor-in-Chief at The Vedette. I am joined by... Ty. Ty, a.k.a. Granddaddy Sandwich, for all of you that know me elsewhere. What's up? How's it going? And we have a special guest in today. We have... Hi, I'm Becky, a news editor for The Vedette. So today we're just going to be talking about anything and anything pop culture related, what's going on in the news. Um, We can highlight Mac Miller, Ariana Grande. We can highlight Henry Cavill, um, Cardi B, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Whose side are you on? Let's start with that one. Whose side are you on, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj's? Uh, I'm at this point, I think Nicki Minaj, uh, because it was such, the event that they were at was so prestigious that Cardi B didn't carry herself the way she should have. I think there's a time and there's a place for everything. So just for her to kind of react in a social space where there's a lot of paparazzi and the thrower shoe and, you know, do that whole thing. It, I don't know, I I don't think it was right. And then for Nikki to kind of brush it aside and keep going on with the show was, Mm -hmm. I think it was just a good act of grace. So who threw whose shoe at who? Cardi B threw her shoe at Nicki Minaj. Okay. Ty, whose side are you on? (laughs) Neither. (laughs) I'm on neither side. I think this whole thing's just goofy. It's, It's more so like... Just the competitiveness of there having to be, like, one renowned female in hip-hop. And I think Mm. it's just silly. I've never been a Nicki Minaj fan. I liked Cardi B's. Some of her songs, not really. You know, I think they're just both bad representation for women in rap. And I just think this whole thing is just very silly. And they're adults. One of them has a kid. Come on. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. When I first heard Pink Print from Nikki, it was amazing. But then when I heard Invasion of Privacy, I find it the same in a sense like you're coming out with your debut album and there's a bunch of hit singles on here that will make you a lot of money that will be aired on the radio. Like you're set, you find your right producer, you find your featured artist to be on your album, which is great because Nikki had Drake and then they had Moment for Life and that was amazing. But then you have Cardi... And she had J Balvin for I Like It, and then she also had um, Kalani. The Amigos. Yes. The three Amigos. So I don't know. I think they're both equally talented, and they did motorsport together. It was like a three-way, I mean, like, song. I don't Okay. I choose... See, I heard that Nikki was shady, though, behind closed doors. That's what I heard. I think I heard but that, But then too. I also agree with Becky... That Cardi should have carried herself in a different way and done something outside of the camera work. I don't think there would have been as big of a feud as there was now, in a sense, like, entertainment-wise. It was rumored that uh, Nikki was talking trash about Cardi's kid, which crossed her line. Yeah. But again, I'm like, there's a time and there's a place for it. Yep. I mean, think... Duel out in a song. Think realistically, though. <laughs> if you saw if you saw the lady who was talking trash about your newborn, uh, I think it's a daughter. Cardi B has a daughter, right? Col- yeah. Okay, yeah, your newborn daughter. Would you, like, be peaceful if you saw her in public or wholesome? Yeah. You would? I don't okay. Like public conflict. It okay, makes me well, very that's... uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, well, that's understandable. Though. I don't know. I think those two have a lot of growing up to do. I agree. As of right now, but their music, what they stand for, and how they produce it, 
I'm excited to see what's going on because just at the um, the VMAs, did you guys watch that? Nah. <laughs> Everyone was calling out everybody. Like Nikki called out um, Travis Scott, and Travis Scott called out Nikki, saying that like Astro World was number one instead of Nikki's Queen because they were both released at the same time. But Travis Scott's album got more attention. Now, why is everybody doing that at the VMAs? I feel like that's goofy. It's kind of, it's like, hey, I know we're in public and I'm in a safe spot, so I'm going to call you out because you can't really physically come up to me at the VMAs and do anything, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas Cardi B was just kind of like, we're at the Met Gal. I don't care. I don't like this shoe anyway. It's going at your head, you know? Mm-hmm. But I kind of... I just think this whole calling out thing is ser- is silly. Why don't you do it on a track, like a, a musical track, like hip-hop should be? Like, Not in, like, person or at the VMAs of all places. You like know? what Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly yeah. are doing right now? Yes. And the Eminem on top of Tyler, the Creator. Yeah. Eminem said homophobic, like, he called Tyler, the Creator some homophobic slur in his album. Yeah. Eminem versus everybody again. Well, you know, it's Eminem. He's what been around. What did he do? Eminem. On Eminem's new album, he basically he basically name-dropped almost every rapper in the game, whether he respected them or not. And he called out Machine Gun Kelly because Machine Gun Kelly was talking trash about Eminem's daughter, Haley. Well, he was saying um, really inappropriate things. Like uh, his daughter at the time was 16 and Machine Gun Kelly was an adult. And he's saying stuff like, oh, she's hot, you know? Mm-hmm. So Eminem kind of threw in a little line in his album calling him R. Kelly, as in, like, you know, yeah. statutory rapist kind of, which, you know, I agree. That's weird. Yeah, and then Machine Gun Kelly <clears throat> came out with a track, I think it was that day or the day after. It's a few days after. Yeah, yeah, and now there's a new rapper involved, but I forget whose name. Oh, so was it g Easy who's I got a problem with MGK? There's a, three, there's a three-way fight now. It's like g Easy versus Machine Gun Kelly versus Eminem versus... I'm pretty sure Machine... Or g Easy is on, like, Eminem's side of this whole thing. I don't know. I think his, his beef is kind of, like, aimed at MGK more so than anything. Yeah, I think it's the world versus MGK. I mean, point. it's like a battle of... It's a three-way white rapper battle. And it's just kind of goofy. <laughs> it's just kind of goofy. I heard MGK's like this, and he's just like, your beard is weird, I'm taller than you, you're ugly, and that's kind of just like goofy. You put that, you're talking about another guy like that, and you're putting that on there, that's just kind of goofy, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Eminem's was more so like at him for saying stuff about his daughter, and just a little bit more personal, but... He did an interview uh, interview recently where he just kind of cleared the air and was like, I'm being petty. I don't I don't have any beef with MGK. It's just that, shut up. I don't like you. You know, just kind of that stuff. So, who knows? And then on the line of white rappers, have you guys seen anything about Lil Xan and Noah Cyrus? Those pictures make me... No, they had a nasty public breakup. Really? And Lil Xan was saying that the studio records set up the relationship and that Noah Cyrus was cheating and this whole thing and it was this whole public ordeal and it was really cringy and he's still going he's still going at it like he's still saying that Noah the whole thing was set up it was all fake Noah Cyrus is this and this and that and 
that's about as confusing as the whole MGK feud. Mm-hmm. See, I think Noah Cyrus has a lot of potential to do great things music-wise. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard her stuff? No. Yeah. I love her voice just as much as I like Miley's, if not a little bit more. I think they sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, right after the breakup, she released a new song, um, Mad at You, which is rumored to be about Little Lil Van. Van. But it's a really, really good ballad. Oh, that's good. It's really good. I trust her stuff. It's good. If you haven't listened to her, I would definitely give her a listen. All right. Do you guys plan on seeing A Simple Favor? <laughs> Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. No. I haven't no. heard anything about it. So it's just... Um, it's a Lifetime movie made for, uh, <laughs> made, for, <laughs> made for theaters. It just looks silly. It's just Blake Lively being dramatic as ever. Wanting, she like runs away and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really like the line. Of it. What? She's like, I need a favor, and she tells favor. it to Anna Kendrick, and then Anna Kendrick gets like up in a spider web of drama. I don't know. It looks good, but I would have never imagined Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick in the same movie. I don't know. I'm not a big uh, fan of either of their movies. Not that I don't like them. I just haven't seen them. Okay. Per se, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of looks silly to me. What about? What do you think? I haven't seen the trailer or anything about it. I like Anna Kendrick. Uh, she's done a lot of creative things, uh, and she's done a lot of, I guess, out of the ordinary roles, like in Ryan Reynolds' movie The Voices. Mm-hmm. And that one was a really like odd, dark, quirky movie, and she was in that one. And I really like that, but I also, I feel like she's a multi-talented actress. She can go from being in sing, like musicals, Pitch perfect to, 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 to comedies, to, com- to yeah. yeah, like she can cover almost every genre. Mm, I loved her in Into the Woods, her Broadway debut-esque film. Totally underappreciated, I think. I don't know. All right. Do you guys watch How to Get Away with Murder? No. No. No, I'm so behind on, like, the big mainstream things. You and me both, in terms of television, like, we were talking about this last week, Monica and I, and I don't really watch that much TV. I'm, like, going back and watching older stuff. But she was talking about Westworld earlier when she texted me, and I was like, ah, that's one I've heard about getting into. So, so I just might good. get into, like, the HBO shows or, like, Showtime and all that. But. I'm doing all the Netflix original type stuff. Like, I'm okay. watching season two of Atypical. I am so, I'm almost done with that. And I don't want to give anything away, but how they're treating the mother I think is appropriate. Yeah. Because what she did, she knew that she was doing it. And, mm, Yeah. I don't know. And then season two of American Vandal is coming out soon. What is that about? It's a mockumentary. Okay. About um, the first season is basically a mockumentary to set the record straight that a kid in high school did not um, draw. uh, (laughs) I think it. Did not draw certain pictures on uh, faculty. 
faculty member cars all over the cars so it's like this whole thing about trying to figure (laughs) out if he had done it or not so he can become unsuspended okay and it's kind of like a mockumentary on the true crimes or like the whodunits and it's it's very funny so I'm excited to see how they kind of take it and spin it into season two I like that huh it's like a podcast but for Netflix do you guys listen to podcasts yeah, I listen to a few. What do you listen to? Um, there's like these guys on YouTube called Double Toasted. They're like movie and pop culture, just like this. Mm-hmm. Or you know, there's just Hannibal Burris. He's a goofball. I listen to his stuff sometimes when I can. I'll like be like, oh, this is on Spotify. Let me check that out yeah. or whatever. You know, like. But I'm not a religious podcast listen to or person right. yeah, listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I think the one thing um, I'm on and off about is Rhett and Link's Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. I will watch that, but that's about it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a religious watcher of that either. It follows the podcast form, but mm, no, I'm not a big <laughs> podcast listener. No. All right. <clears throat> My homework assignment to you two. I'm just kidding, but not really. <laughs> Dak Shepard has his own podcast, and it's called Armchair Expert, when he brings in any type of celebrity, and he brings them up to his attic, and they just have a podcast just like this. They have, like, a really cool living room couch, and they have this girl named Monica, and she fact-checks everything at the end of the podcast. So, like, if they're talking about so many awards for somebody, she'll fact-check it and make sure that they got the correct amount right and location and all that. Like, he's done George Clooney's, I believe. I think he did George Clooney. Katie Couric, um, he's from Jackass, Johnny Knoxville, he's done like a bunch of people, David Harbour from Stranger Things, like it's really cool just like sitting down and he just talks about it, but I believe the thing that I do not like about it is that it's a pissing contest, like Dax's celebrity ask like what he's done versus everybody else's, so I think that's the one thing I don't like about it, but I think you guys might like it if you guys like celebrity interviews and then s-town it's good it's like a murder mystery <sighs> murder mystery podcast mm-hmm. gotcha and cereal cereal is good too old school radio where they'd have like the the mystery serials on um you know just radio it'd be it'd just be like spoken right literature that was like mysteries and they'd have these this music and sound effects behind it it's kind of like that so i think that's interesting concept Mm. i only like celebrity interviews though when it's like a parody of a celebrity interview like the eric andre show if you've ever seen that Mm -hmm. it's just such absurdity like that's when i like celebrity interviews so to speak but you know i'm not a big connoisseur in listening to celebrities talk about what they're doing in their life you know and zach galifianakis does something similar to eric andre didn't he have that with uh obama he had like him and i saw one with him and hillary clinton gotcha like when he's sitting down two chairs and he had the palm trees on the side between two ferns that's what it's called between two ferns yeah that one's good whatever happened to zach galifianakis I don't know. He is he doing anything? Is he doing movies? Is he just hanging out? I don't know. For me, he dropped off after Hangover and lost a bunch of weight. Then did like I saw him in some Will Ferrell movie, and that's like the last thing I saw. 
I'm pretty sure he played the Joker in Lego Batman. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he played the Joker on Lego Batman. So he's still kind of doing stuff, but mm. just being a goofball, I guess. I don't know. All right. Are we all superhero fans? I believe so. Superheroes? Superheroes. Yeah, I'm DC over Marvel, though. It'll get me in trouble, I know. Whoa, no, no it won't. On this side of the table. <laughs> on this side of the table, that's what we are. On this side of the table is DC on my side, all alone. I'm Marvel. I only have the exception of the Dark Knight trilogy for my DC. That's it. And Wonder Woman. I didn't like Justice League. I didn't either, but, you know, I'm still a DC heartthrob. So, Henry Cavill's no longer our Superman. Apparently so, according to The Hollywood Reporter. And this is, like, a big shot in the foot to the DC movies. Because it's like, that's your star player. That's your Superman. You have to keep him. You know, you can't keep recasting pivotal roles. Like, you can't recast Ben Affleck as Batman when you already have an established world with him as Batman. That's how I feel about the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I know that's dipping into Marvel, but, I mean, they've changed Over Spider-Man about Tobey Maguire. times. Yeah, in the Andrew last Garfield, decade. Tom Holland. Yeah. And I'm just like... I don't like the inconsistencies, I guess. I, if you're going to pick... Just have one and keep them. Yeah. Just have one and keep them. That's how I feel. And I feel like an, another thing that Marvel does well is that they, they really treat their actors like they're superstars, like they're the main attraction. Like, you would not see Chris Evans' Captain America be, like, speculated that, oh, he's going to drop out or he's not going to be a pivotal role. Like, they still have those characters felt and heard throughout all of the movies like even when they're not a role like chris evans was in spider-man homecoming as like just a psa you know for their detention but i feel that dc just needs to get their stuff together yeah Mm-hmm. because i'm not following this whole thing where but you have a lot to look forward to now like if they drop the superman movie you're looking towards supergirl yeah yeah but who would cast supergirl because, what, I mean, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is huge, though. Yeah, it's a big deal. Do you believe that Cap... No. Do you believe that Wonder Woman opened up a door for more producers and more people to want to spend money on focusing on female um, superheroes? Well, I don't know. I mean, we had, before the Wonder Woman, we had Holly Berry as Catwoman. <laughs> But look so, how long it took from Halle Berry to Wonder Woman. Like, look at that huge yeah, gap. I know. I'm not Ugh. saying it was the best, but it did. It, it, wor- it happened, and it worked, it, and people watched it. Yeah. I don't know about that. Really? Box what? box office number-wise, Wonder Woman definitely opened up the door because box office number-wise, it, it destroyed, like, a lot of other big named superhero films so i definitely think wonder woman opened up the door to like hey more female superheroes which i'm totally on board for like more inclusive racial and gender wise superheroes like black panther that movie was incredible you mm-hmm. know but yeah but wonder look at catwoman yeah. was released in 2004 yeah. look how much has happened throughout history for us to get where we are now. We still have a lot of work to do with female directors and producers and all that good stuff. I agree. I don't know. But I'm excited to see what happens. But, like, all right, here's a question for you guys. 
with Wonder Woman and how two directors created two different Wonder Womans in a sense, like attitude-wise and costume-wise, what do you think? Should have been consistent? Like, do you think one was more sexualized than the other or no? No. I didn't I didn't notice any of that, did you? No, I didn't notice much. Mm-mm. I, I f- think they just, like, altered her costume a little bit more, like, sexually. So, like, more of her breast were showing rather than, like, the armor showing. I don't know. But. Well... I think I I think I read something on Twitter about that and um something else about like uh the the female Amazonians in the background they had different armor and people didn't really like that neither that it they felt like it showed too much skin but on the inverse of that most of the people that were casted in those roles were athletes like the the Amazonian women's mm-hmm. were like bodybuilders and so of course I don't I don't really think they'd have any qualms with showing skin. They're bodybuilders. They've like that's that's like what they do. They show their muscle and their skin. Mm-hmm. I do get your point about Wonder Woman though. I didn't notice it like that because that wasn't my focus as a as a viewer. Like I wasn't like oh wow look at all that skin. You know I'm just I think Gal Gadot Gal Gadot Gal Gadot. Do you know? I think it's Godot. Godot. Okay. I think she's just. You know, she's just her. She just sells it with her charisma as opposed to her look. And mm-hmm. I recall when she first got casted, people on the internet were like, oh, her boobs are not big enough. Oh, this and that. And it's like, why does that matter? You know? I mean, Wonder Woman had a show in, like, I'm going to spitball and say the 60s. Yeah. And even then, like, it still followed suit with, like, the comic book mm-hmm. kind of version of her. I mean, which I guess you could say was kind of risque for the 60s but it's not a main focus you know that's just Mm -hmm. how she's dressed in the comics and you have to make a representation of that but i think for oh yeah fans of hero movies you're gonna focus on the action rather than you know Mm -hmm. what she's wearing Mm -hmm. and and i think another caveat to gal gadot's uh gear was that she's a pregnant lady she was pregnant when she was filming it five months pregnant and I think I kind of think they tried to make the costume more comfortable for her mm-hmm. as opposed to like I don't know appealing to the eye which I respect that because I I did not know that she was 5 months pregnant when she was filming Wonder Woman. No, I did not know that. Until like recently and I was like, "Dang, that's incredible. Like how are you doing all of this?" Mhm. All right. Um just two more things. Have you guys are you guys interested in the Nutcracker? I saw the preview for that, and I thought it was goofy looking. I haven't seen anything. Is there a Nutcracker movie coming yep. out? So, have you guys ever watched the Twilight movies? Yeah. The yeah. little girl who played Renesmee is now all grown up, and she is going to be our new Nutcracker. So, she's all grown up, and she's, like, making a Nutcracker film. Oh, wow. Look and at that. Her name is Mackenzie Foy, and she's so talented and so beautiful. I don't know. I didn't grow up with the Nutcracker in a sense like that was a thing. Me neither. But I appreciate what they're doing. It's like um, Alice in Wonderland-esque type of film, I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. To finish us off, how are you guys feeling about Mac Miller? Oh, crushed. It's been about a week. So what are you guys thinking? I mean, I respected Mac Miller. I wasn't the biggest fan 
Um, I think what took me most by surprise was the universal reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Like, even a week in, I still see on my social media feeds, like, just this utter devastation um, with his death. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this... I mean, it's it's a tragedy because Mac Miller was a great guy, but I'm also like, this is nothing new. Um, you like know, a dying artist is that what you di- mean? Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. like, especially in hip hop. Yeah, like. and not even just in the rap game, but like drug addiction with like celebrity background is a big thing because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just glorified. Yeah, I mean, like, uh older musicians tom petty and uh prince died of the of opioid yeah overdose Mm -hmm. you know so it's michael jackson unintentionally died of uh yeah drug overdose so i mean it's a it's a reoccurring theme not just for musicians but just celebrity people yeah Um, Mm -hmm. um as far as i know um <laughs> Mac Miller's death it hit me hard because I've been a big fan of his since high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like he got me through high school. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of his um earlier stuff, but okay. watching movies with the sound off was the album for like me and my buddies in high school. We loved it. Okay. So like I still hold it as a classic album. It's just a very dark and interesting album from mac miller's perspective okay so when he passed away i was like we were we had just been like working on kind of like our pilot for this show Mm -hmm. and i was like what a great day this has been exactly and i get back you know and i'm just like what mac miller's dead right like that's a huge shock it's like there's now a void in kind of music i feel because i didn't i didn't expect for an artist to like him right. to pass so early. See, this is um I think our generation's first ever artist that we related to mm-hmm. that has passed away. Right. Regardless of how, it was just like our first person that has touched us in some way. That's what he did and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad because a lot of people are grieving and like I okay. I believe that music brings people together lyric-wise through the beat, through the rhythm, all that good stuff. And it's just really sad because he impacted a lot of people. Yeah. Through his lyrics, through his messages, and I don't know, it's going to be really sad. Yeah. And, like, upcoming type of thing because a lot of fans are already ready to see him because he was going to go on tour. Tour, yeah. For his new album. So, I don't know. I think it's, you know, I just think that we should focus on him. Yeah. Because lately there has been a lot of events that have occurred in his life or in rap in general where mm-hmm. an artist has died early or, um, you know, just from the same kind of death, overdose. You know, last year I think there was a Little Peep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year there's – well, XXXTentacion did not die from an, overno- an overdose, but, you know, his death – still affects people right. in, a, in a certain grandeur um, similar to Mac Miller's. So, like, this trend that's been ongoing with rappers dying young, I just feel like I don't want him to get lost in that wave of that. I feel like we should 
focus on his contributions as a person as opposed to, um, you know, everything that's been going on or, like, his personal life, his, his relationship with Ariana Grande, that whole discussion of if she's to blame or if not. I just think that's... Absolutely not. Yeah. She's not to blame. Absolutely not. No. And I think that's disgusting that people are, like, pointing fingers that it's her fault. If you are in an abusive relationship, if you're in a, mental rela- a mentally abusive relationship, if you're in a relationship that you are uncomfortable and you did all the steps that you took to make sure that both the relationship worked and it didn't leave because yeah. it's better for your health, it's better for your body, and it's really upsetting that people are pointing fingers at her. And it's so wrong. I just, and it's, it's disgusting. I think it's just upsetting that the whole narrative is now a discussion about whether Ariana Grande's at fault. Like or or it's just about her. Like why why do we have to refer to somebody else in the loss in the wake of the loss of another person? Like mm-hmm. a headline on Twitter was uh Ariana Grande ex-boyfriend found dead. And that's yeah. just like so nonchalant and disrespectful because Mac Miller was more than her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ariana Grande had no say in his death. She didn't she didn't make him abuse drugs. I've heard quite the opposite, actually. Right. So I don't get why. It's just it's just that people need to stop trying to rationalize death in such a um, such a thin way, such a narrow minded way, because not every death that happens should should be the, should the blame be pointed at some other person. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. Disrespect his legacy and his contribution and listen to his music and, you know, say Godspeed, Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is all for today's episode. I am Monica. I am Ty, Granddaddy Sand. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody.